On this edition of the Table of Content, Michael and I join to talk about the classic Aesop fable, The Hare and the Tortoise. We'll find out if Slow and Steady still wins the race. Stay tuned, that's coming up next, right here on the Table of Content. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Table of Content. I am Albert Sines, joined by Michael Steele. Michael, how are you today? Albert, I'm getting better every minute. How about yourself? You know, uh, I'm, I'm well. I'm good. I'm trying to sort of, you know, live in the moment, be positive. Things are good. Uh, so sort of uh, along uh, your similar path. That, that's great. Aesop would be proud. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure because I'm not sure if I'm, I'm not sure if I'm slow enough. If I'm, if I'm taking my time as I work through the through, through those through those emotions. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, as you heard uh, today, we will be talking about Aesop's classic fable, the 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 hare and the tortoise. And yes, the the overall concept here, right? The moral is is that if you take your time. That's better than going fast. Slow and steady wins the race. That's the mm. general consensus of this particular fable. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about our recording uh, of it and talk about that story and see if that is that still the case. Is that still an important moral, an important idea to have? So I'll start by kicking it over to Michael and saying, Michael, are you a man in your life who? takes things at a slow pace to get to the finish line? You know, Albert, that's a great question. Thank you. I'd like to think that I do. And there are different aspects that it comes out. Uh, I have this reputation in my family for driving like an old man. So I, I drive, <laughs> rather, drive rather on the slow side. And I think in terms of like talking and thinking through things. I, I ponder things. It comes out rather slowly. I frequently find that I have this experience that by the time I'm ready to say something, the conversation has moved to a completely different topic, but I'm ready with my statement, but it's completely out of context now. So I would, yeah, I say I like to, you know, that, that song from Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers neighborhood, you know, I like to take my time and do it right. I would say that that kind of is my my yeah mo. <laughs> and 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 you know I I really I really understand and appreciate the concept of taking your time uh, mm. to accomplish something, but I feel like so much of my actual uh, life is led in the sort of respond quickly, like, got to do it now. How can we do it now? And it's not that, uh, it's not a matter of impatience. I, I have patience, but I just want to respond quickly. I want to do things quickly. I want to accomplish this as quickly as, as I can. And sure. then what happens many of the times, I actually find out that, you know, a project around the house, you know, I'll tell my wife, hey, I'm going to go out. Uh, I'm going to be out there for about an hour, Yeah, five hours later. Yes. Uh, I'm still trying to finish my project, not because I wasn't working at it, but because it was just going to take a lot longer. But in my head, I convinced myself I can do this quickly, and you know, watch me go out and tear apart this washer completely and put it back together in yes. in one hour. 
because it just time. thought it could be an hour. And it turns out, nope, that was going to take three weeks because something for unforeseen. There was going to be parts issue. I was going to need more parts. And then I'm going to try to put it back together. I'm not going to have the right tools. You know, any number of things. So I think yeah. that's really how my life is. Like, I want to be quick. I tell myself I'm going to be quick. But life slows me down. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, it, it's true. And, and you know, with the the fable, if you read the fable, there's nothing wrong with the hair being quick. What was kind of is, I think, so I, in preparing for our talk, I was thinking if I were like an ESP, ESPN reporter and I was interviewing both the tortoise and the hare post-race, you know, and then thinking, Mr. Hare, what do you, what did you have to, what are your thoughts about this race? I think the hare would say, um, one, not to overestimate his talent or, or, um, procrastinate, I guess. And, uh, not to nap on the job. That is, I think the hare had the natural ability to do things quickly. Right? And sometimes life requires us to react quickly, you know, um, but it's that overconfidence that I think the, the, the fable is pointing to. And then if I were to interview the tortoise, you know, Mr. Tortoise, you know, what, what do you have to say? Well, I think the tortoise was actually banking on the hare's boastfulness for his win because he probably had the wisdom to understand that he didn't have the physical wherewithal to actually win a race against, say, for example, a more humble and wiser hare who had natural ability coupled with strong work ethic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, but it's kind of interesting, though, to, to think about that. Yeah, I, I feel like, especially in today's hyper-drive society, if you will, yeah, we always, we, we value productivity, output, um, you know, accomplishments, but at what cost, right? Do we just kind of lose the, lose the force for the trees? Right, right. I wanted to comment on what you started there in your train of thought about the the talents of the hair and the natural talents of the hair and and, and you kind of were on the right uh, path there for my mm. for my answer when you said you know and sometimes it's required of us to have certain talents and the hair was the hair was fast and yeah. that was his gift that was his talent and, you know, what, but what does he say? Let's look at the opening line. It says, the hare was once boasting of his speed before the other animals. I have never yet been beaten, said he. When I put forth my full speed, I challenge anyone here to race with me. Mm. Okay, so he was being kind of cocky and he was boasting, but yeah. he's fast. He's yes. fast. And we don't want to sort of condemn a natural gift or a natural talent. I mean, there are people who have many gifts, many talents, whether it's physical or intellectual, that many other people don't have. And yes. it's just, it's their own it's their own uniqueness. Yep. And I think what, and you sort of said it there, is that what happened was 
the hare got too much into his own head and his ego kind of took over. It's like, well, I'm going to take a nap and his work ethic was poor. But mm. nothing was wrong with his talents. I mean, I don't think there would have been a question if he had never decided to slow down and take a nap. He was going to win the race. That was right. That was that was going to be it. There was no question about who is actually faster. But yep. it's the mental the the mental approach to the race where the hare lost and the tortoise wins. So I think even though the the tortoise crossed the line first he really only won it from a sort of mental standpoint you know because mm. he was going to lose outright in a non-stop actual physical race right so i think but i think it's important to to understand that like talent is good yeah. you know the the gifts that we get from from God that are given to us those are good those are great yes. and the hare yeah. had a great ability of speed but he he sort of abused it to a certain extent yeah 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 it's interesting we read it, if you really want to read into it it says I have never yet been beaten so the hare had I guess that that line implies a track record of success and it gets lonely at the top or so I've heard. And he was probably just like you were saying, he was overconfident and just like, this is my race to lose. And in fact, he did end up losing it because of his overconfidence. But but yeah, but the tortoise was, I think he was really banking on that, kind of understood that. And I guess that's maybe the lesson that Aesop wants for us, like um, pride goeth before the fall, maybe. Sure, or, sure. Know, slow and steady wins the race, but... Um, you know, as you were think, as you were talking, Albert, I was thinking, there in the workaday world, there's this whole emphasis on you got to work on what you're weak. You know, you got to work on your weaknesses. You got to be better on on avoiding mistakes, right? Uh, in the recent past, ten or fifteen years ago, Gallup introduced this Strengths Finders uh, mindset uh, or assessment, and the idea was. People are happier and more productive when and flourishing when they're using their natural abilities or their strengths, quote unquote, in the workplace. They have more job satisfaction. They're more productive, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So the idea is find out what you're naturally good at. And uh, yes, you have to maintain a certain sort of bottom level or bottom standard of ability, right? But don't make that the focus of your quote unquote, you know, self-improvement or career work on what you're naturally good at develop those because again, hair is naturally fast. If you couple that, you know, speed with a good work ethic, et cetera, et cetera, that hair would be unstoppable. And similarly find out what the turtle is good at. The turtle is good at contemplating wisdom strategy, et cetera, et cetera. And then play to that. You know, if, if I were, if I were the manager of Team Tortoise or Team Hare, well, I, I I think you know what you said there about weakness mm. and sort of not making it the focal point, but understanding that it can definitely affect your your top level talents, your top level gifts, you know, that your all of your strengths. Because if, if you just disregard the weaknesses, I think we see that with the hair, right? So it happens. So yeah. the so the hair. 
disregarded his weakness, which let's just say it's poor work ethic or complete cockiness, right? He has a tendency to be cocky and underestimate all of his opponents. And so he's, but he did that extremely so. So the weakness took over here and the weakness Mm -hmm. uh, took away what his gift had given to him, which was going to be a victory. But since he gave into his weakness. So I think it's a, it's a matter of sort of controlling both. All right, focus on what you're good at because that's where your potential sort of happiness and success lies. But don't yeah. forget about your weakness because it could potentially wreck all the things you're you're doing well at. Right. Right. Yeah. That uh, that mindset. Have you ever seen the movie? I think it came out. Oh, maybe 15 years ago, maybe more. Uh, it's with uh, Russell Crowe, Cinderella Man. Yes, I love that movie. Yeah, I I was just thinking about that. It's the same kind of dynamic there. You know, the you've got the the star, the overconfident, cocky uh gentleman, and then you've got the slow uh and steady, hardworking, training, you know, blue-collar guy um who actually wins, right? And um that and I, it's a it's a classic underground under underdog tale, and I think that this tale, when we read it, it's like, yes, you're, we're rooting for the underdog. It's like, yes, the, against all odds, the tortoise won, right? Um, and the, the rabbit sort of had his, you know, words handed to him, you know, and just like he had to eat his, eat some humble pie. And there's something, I think, on the emotional level that we all find very satisfying about that, you know. The cocky guy gets kind of put in his place and the underdog enjoys the victory against uh, seemingly unsurmountable odds or insurmountable odds. You know, let's, let's take a look though at your movie reference just a little bit deeper because there's a point sure. I think that we missed there. So uh, mm-hmm. Russell Crowe uh, portrays James J. Braddock, this boxer, and it's based on his life, you know, more or less let's, you know, creative liberties aside, it's based sure. on his, his, his life. So we see is we have James J. Braddock in the beginning of a movie basically an unstoppable fighter. And he was winning, he was successful, and he just sort of knew it, and he lived in his glory. The Great Depression hits, and sort of his life transitions, then he begins to suffer as a boxer, and then he eventually is sort of let go from from boxing. Mm -hmm. Well, he's given a chance to fight again, and he starts to win, uh, because he had really apparently tanked really bad. He broke his wrist, and he was just sort of out. He comes back, uh, a few years later, and he's uh, and he starts winning, and he's winning like almost like he never had before. And he sits down in that press conference before his last big fight, and they ask him, "So, so what's changed?" And he says, uh, "I I know what I'm fighting for." Wow. So you know he he was more of a hare in the beginning. He was yeah. more of a I've never been beaten. You know, uh, I challenge anyone, and then he got beaten. And he got beaten in a bad way. Yeah. And then his family sort of was put front and center. And he was like, my family, I need to take care of my, my, my family. That's what was important. So he refocuses on just winning and using his talent and having some, a better motivation. And he's able to win that, that big fight. But, wow. that, but that line, uh, I know what I'm fighting for now. So I, I think he, he went from a hair sort of mentality to 
sort of still being a, a hair, but contemplating more and sort of realizing, as I said earlier, about not not completely neglecting his his weaknesses. So he mm. then was able to refocus and then win and win big. Mm. Isn't that interesting? You know, uh, thank you for uh, kind of fleshing that out a bit more about sort of the internal dynamics of a boastful spirit uh, versus a truly wise or humble spirit. Yeah, the, the boastful spirit sort of fixates, fixates on its past accomplishments, uh, I imagine, and uh, loses sight of its purpose. And so when you do that, you have nothing more to strive for versus the underdog who has everything to lose uh, or maybe nothing to lose, right? But has that vision on the goal and is is striving with every ounce of his or her being to achieve that. And there's a difference there in the spirit. Right. The, the boastful spirit is like, yeah, I can take a nap or, or whatever. I know that I've got this in the bag. And it's probably there's a probably correlation there with the procrastination spirit as well, you know. Sure, <laughs> I, I sure. can do that, no problem. Uh, versus the slow and steady, one step at a time. It's not necessarily um, flash and bang, but it's getting it done little by little. And and I think I think a lot of the times we we all have those hair moments in our life where we just sort of we look at the end goal and mm. we just sort of. You know, oh, it, you know, it's going to be fine, and I'm going to yeah. prove it, and I'm going to get there. So, I in the in the story, it says, uh, "the the hare darted almost out of sight at once, but soon stopped, and to show his contempt for the tortoise, lay down to have a nap." Yeah. So we sort of, I'm in control of my life. I'm going to get there. I'm not going to worry about it. It's going to happen. And there's the people who are like. If I don't continue consistently, if I stop, if I don't continue to work, if I don't keep plodding on, as it said, the, the, the tortoise plodded on and plodded on. Those people who realize I have to continue to plod, I have to continue to move, I have to move, even mm. if it takes me 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, I have to mm. continue on and I will reach my goal versus the other mentality, which is like, I've got life under control, I can yeah. just sort of take a break. And they either never reach their goal, or they get there in a broken way, or it just doesn't mm-hmm. come together. And it's like, well, what happened? Well, I I stopped to take a nap, mm-hmm. and I sort of lost the lost the the life race, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think we 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 find ourselves in hair moments a lot, but yes. then we either we have an awakening because we realize, oh, we kind of lost, you know, a, a smaller race in our life. Or something bigger happens, and we're like, "Oh my gosh! Like, I should have never, I should have never stopped." Yeah, right. You know, it's really what I find fascinating. And those are great reflections. Um, you know, what I find fascinating is that Aesop, as this ancient pagan, drew these like lessons that are just part of what it means to be human out of, you know, his reflections off of nature. You know. But it's the same thing. It's the same attitude, same mindset, same things that that we're struggling with. Whatever, twenty four hundred years later, you know the the procrastination or the the overconfidence versus 
uh, a true kind of humble, uh, serious approach to work and 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 perseverance. You know, it's uh, I just find that that's fascinating. Uh, in in one sense, there's like nothing new under the sun. It's yeah. I think nowadays we're probably a little bit more, you know, uh, technologically ad- advanced, and and that makes things a little bit more uh, probably faster, right? But in terms of life lessons to be drawn from this uh, fable. They're just, they're enduring. Well, we continue to give much credit to Aesop for his enduring wisdom uh, Mm. that he has shared through these fables and that they may continue on for millennia to come. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we then bring to a close our discussion on Aesop's fable, The Hare and the Tortoise, uh, hoping that we can all plod a little bit more in our life when it's necessary of us. Uh, But Michael, as always, I want to thank you for joining in this conversation. Always such a pleasure to open these stories up. Thank you, Albert, for having me on. I always enjoy uh, gleaning insights with you from these uh, stories as well. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you have not uh, heard our recording of The Hare and the Tortoise, you can go to our website at waobaudiotheater.org and look it up under the door-to-door storytellers, or go to our YouTube channel for We Are One Body Audio Theater and uh, find it there. Uh, But uh, I ask you and encourage you to uh, revisit the story yourself, uh, or just look it up online and give it a read. Uh, But you can always find our content uh, in any number of places. And I hope that you will join us on the next episode. Until then, be good, stay safe, peace. Peace.